0: Were you an athlete, school teacher, or maybe worked in a corporate world? Our careers, they tend to be the way that we identify ourselves. Now what happens when that identity is taken from you? We found ours in real estate. Now let us help you find yours on the Free Agent Real Estate Investing Podcast, starting now. Welcome to the Free Agent Real Estate Investing Podcast. I'm your co-host, Stratton Brown. And I'm your other co-host Michael Butler, man. Thank you guys for joining us again. And we got the main video
1: pastor, Jake, recording us. My man
0: Jake in the back speaking us with the clips and shit.
1: We couldn't get the camera though. So we I wanted to get a camera on Jake, and then I wanted to get I'm gonna get HDMI running into that. So we can so we can show so we can so show we can Jake sh- too. Yeah, well what I want to see ourselves. No, so like if we want to pull something up like Joe Rogan, but hey Jake, pull that shit up <laughs> and then we have
0: something pull up. Pull that shit up, Jake. Well, nice. so what's going on, man? What's 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 new, man? You got you got, got my mayor Frank's Bring the Juice hat on. Bro, bro you don't you, you won't you not no, I'm not I'm not even gonna acknowledge it. I why did you, go to his
1: event this week. Why are you
0: not gonna acknowledge it?
1: I mean I went on his podcast, but like you're saying this cross advertising.
0: Yeah, I mean, but he's doing his thing. He's uh, Frank's doing his thing. He, he can he, fuck with the dogs. He fuck with the dogs. He, he uh um, dogs, man, at all times. Bro, his event this weekend was pretty dope. I seen it, it was pretty pretty sick how he how he uh he you talk about someone who knows their um their fucking audience. their avatar and yeah. their in their audience because he played into that really well man that was awesome to see.
1: He, um but the dude who so the die is life guy, uh-huh. I'm gonna get him on my podcast. This dude since 2015, all he does is go and sponsor drinking games at colleges and party, and that's his entire business. Is like so the, the die is life game. Niche. That is his niche, and so the dude goes hard for a living. <laughs> like hard. I was like, bro. You I don't know, know, know if that's sustainable. Well, he's so he's 29. He's like, Yeah, bro. I, this is my last year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know
0: if that's sustainable. He was though. like,
1: This is my last year out in the field, because like it's like every week. I think he's in Havasu have a for like a month. Wow. Just in like havasu. So people like go out to go party with him. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's like, like almost the, he is the event. Low key. I mean, he uh him and Frank got us like a table at whatever, fucking like Vixen or some shit. Yeah. But like, I mean, the dude doesn't stop. The dude is non-stop shotgun and beers putting us to shame
0: yeah no i'll pass i, I let shit like that happen now i mean you can't shame me you can't <laughs> you can't, you can't shame, shame me. Uh, i'm old and wise now Shame me but he's you know only 29.
1: so he's 29 he's been doing it since 2015. like a really cool like uh business story of like bro he just started this because like he played the games like yeah like we're, we're gonna turn the up no and now it's like a multi-million dollar e-commerce company no i'll pass Go pass? Yeah, I'm not doing it. If I if I was single, I think I would I would have I would have signed up for it. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but that was cool. Knowing your avatar was cool. We got a meet up tonight. Okay. Um, here at the hub. Here at the hub. We got fucking boy people coming. I don't know what I'm gonna do. Oh, getting
0: your first deal? Yeah.
1: there we go. There we go. I there mean, we go. And there should be like 30 minutes. It's super basic. Like mm-hmm. all the information is out there. I'm gonna try and put it on a concise level. I'm like, hey,
0: you're gonna to try to make it um what's the word we say? We're trying to make it actionable.
1: Actionable, right? you don't want to just yeah. give
0: them the steps, hey, go drive them for dollars. Like, hey start cold calling this list, but like don't give them the, the action steps or the actual formula to you know to be able exactly. to take that down. So you gonna it's like a little workshop in a way, a little exactly. in-depth workshop on how to really get a deal. That's awesome, man. Um what what um what type of marketing you gonna you gonna Focus on cold, cold calling. Yeah, cold. Obviously, cold. yeah.
1: Yeah, obviously. I mean, if they want to door knock, they can door knock, and I think that's like solid for the pre foreclosures, just mm-hmm. getting in front of people. Yeah, and we we have a proven model from someone else in the market who's killing
0: it. I would be, I would be, um, interested in seeing, um, if you guys are doing cold calling, um, I'd be interested in seeing how people are doing with cold calling. Kind of how how are you tracking a little bit? How are you tracking your numbers? What those numbers look like? Right? how many dials is it taking for you to get a lead how many leads to get a deal or to get a contract and how many of those contracts are actually closing um so if you're actually someone that you know that cold that cold calls consistently i'd love to be able to reach out to me i'd love to be able to see some of your numbers for that
1: yeah it, but lately with everything that the carriers are doing everything telecommunications wise has gotten hard but then even so some of our clients have doubled down on cold calling because like what, for whatever reason, their PPC and direct mail is just like shit the bed. Yeah. And so we had one dude call us up the other day. I was like, I need five more callers. I was like, okay.
0: You know, it's funny that you say that. And it's it's funny because as you talk to older investors, some of our OGs in the game and stuff like that, uh, one thing I think is super consistent, we talk about just um, being in front of people at all times and just not turning your marketing off. Um, I honestly think we're coming back around the corner where direct mail is actually going to start getting a little bit more popular um, in a sense of sustainability. It goes up and down. You know what I mean? Like you're going to have the moments you're going to take your licks, but it's just something about direct mail, man. I think like I personally have never done it consistently. Like I've, I'd mail a list or like um, mail people that I probably haven't got a hold of, but I haven't just like put my foot down and just been like, you, you know, every month we're selling it, sending it to this list, this list, this list, and this list. You know what I mean? For a year. for At for least at least for a year. Yeah, you know what I mean? Year. And so one thing that I, I think I'm noticing the longer that I'm kind of in this is that the sustainability, I believe, c- comes from the direct mail. Like you can cold call and do all those other, you know, active marketing channels like that. But I think it's something to be said for having your postcard, or your letter or something on somebody's nightstand. And when their family goes through that house or whatever it may be, they come across one of your let- letters and say you're mailing twice a month or once a month for a year. They got 12 letters with your face on it. I mean, everything's a
1: stool, right? Because mm-hmm. one of our fr- like, so you need multiple different streams of marketing. I was at lunch with a one of, a really big investor yesterday, and we were talking about it. I was like, well, I mean, yes, but there's a diminishing return on every marketing channel that you mm-hmm. do to where you just cannot squeeze any more juice out of it unless yeah. you open up a new market. Yes. Right. So, I mean, you could be sending, if you're sending two mail to someone a month, I feel like that's just overkill,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? Like, so you're you're legitimately you're diminishing returns and you're wasting half of your ad- advertising spend.
0: Okay. So and, but then I, I, we can apply that with cold calling too. Right? Yeah, So sure. I guess my pushback with that would be, um, it's one thing to just mass direct mail, but like, so let's just say something like with me, right? So with my data manager and stuff like that, I'm able to see out of so many records that we have, the numbers that we just haven't been able to contact after so many attempts, so many skip traces, um, so many different other marketing platforms. And so maybe you, I don't take a list of maybe 3,000, and now there's only like 20 that we just haven't been able to touch. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm probably going to oversaturate those 20 with direct mail pieces.
1: That makes sense. Like, hey, just give me a call. Just give just me a let, call. Let you let know say, what I mean? Hey, because I can me.
0: send it once a month, but it's like, what's one letter? Like, i rather <laughs> that shit every time you go to the Dale mailbox, you see me. Yeah and so that's kind of the the concept of that one. If you're talking more probate, yeah, I wouldn't mail a probate twice a month. No. God. You know what I mean? Mail that once a, once a, once a month.
1: Um what else? So, so diminishing returns in your marketing and that's why like all these people started going nationwide is because like all right, we have more like let's just say with the central valley, you can tap it at a certain level. Like if you're spending $100,000 a month on mail, I think you'd tap at that price point yeah like at that price point like you tap <laughs> the central valley as far as like niche lists and then you like start marketing to market which to me because oh, no, people sense. still do it at
0: a high level man that's that's what that's what makes it tough i don't you know still any, do it at i a don't high know level.
1: anybody who's doing
0: the central valley that
1: much ad spend a month
0: oh, okay i'll say i mean you're getting you're getting five six deals here in the central valley a month like you're i think you're solid
1: yeah which is weird I just because Central Valley is so weird because it's so spread out and it's not like, um, like let's say like Atlanta, or like the, all the East Coast mm-hmm. places. So I've been like thinking about this a lot lately. Like, why do these East Coast dudes like really throwing down? There's not a whole lot of West Coast dudes throwing down. I was like, number one, the houses are a lot older.
0: You know, I think a lot of it too is if you look at just from a wholesaling perspective here in just our market, we don't have people who are just strictly like all I do is wholesale. So I think what ends up happening is they don't have to like spread out so much because what's happening is with the amount of leads that are being generated and the deals that are being uh locked up, you're either keeping them. So then you got people that may be handling, you know, they may get five wholesale deals a a month, but they're also they also got five flips going on a month. So from a from a grand scheme, like you got those you got 10 projects in a way or five projects going on, you got your wholesale deals. Um, and then from there, you're doing any type of Airbnb, um, any type of um buying holds that you may be doing. Like it, I just feel like if from there, people just start to uh, diversify or they start to buy more property. Well, our so, people grow out fast. Yeah. Because like, there's no need to just stay in wholesaling that long. I think everyone so far in our market, most people have a plan and wholesaling ain't it. You know what I mean? It's like the entry point to get to where they want to go. And once they get to that point, they just start buying their own deals. Yeah, I mean, I'm like... Thinking about it, truly, like all the people
1: who are, let's say, like the people we go up to, mm-hmm. none of them have like at least just like stayed in the business and like treated it that way. They're like, okay, mm-hmm. well, I see this. The opportunity vehicle is better. Yeah, hundred percent, right? that, and it is. it is like the opportunity vehicle wholesale. And they amazing. still have
0: that that operation. It's Some. just it's just not to an extent that they're trying to fucking be the biggest one in in, in the nation. Right, because it doesn't. You know what I mean? Because I don't think we give a fuck about like. Pulling our dicks out in front of everybody and be like, "My shit's bigger." Like, I think we just ultimately really want to grow. And they care about. I mean, <laughs> we're not flashy. Net profit. We're not flashy here. You know, we we all have end goals. I think for the most part, um, of I'm trying to think. That of so that isn't is just flashy. that. Is there anybody who's really flashy? No. Not like, like nobody. <laughs> no No one's flashy. People got nice things, but it's not like one of those things where it's says "oh" in your face. Yeah, nobody's really
1: (laughs) five, which is fascinating. Yeah, the East Coast dudes, because I was thinking about, like, yeah, I mean, they do all these deals every month, and at the same time, I was like, well, their
0: price point is a lot lower, Mm -hmm. and you're ripping off fucking fives. Yeah, we're ripping off 10s, 15s, 20s, 40s. Like, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) you you rip off some pretty fat deals. Like, we're ripping off 20s on JV deals. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you rip off 20s on
1: JVs pretty consistently.
0: So we got that. What else?
1: Ooh, the Fed. I was talking to Michael Zuber. I don't know if you care about this, but the Fed only raised um, interest rates by 0.25.
0: by 0.25? by a quarter of a point. Okay, which is um, well, I mean, not which is, but like, like, what are you the point behind that? You're telling me this because I, I was hoping <laughs> I was hoping they were going
1: to raise it more just to kind of
0: curb inflation. Why would you hope that they're going to raise it more?
1: Because when you raise the interest rates more then like, um, it kind of stops everything from going. Because not so many people are buying. Yeah, because I mean, right now, like, everything is fucking running. But away. you're an investor. So why would you want why would you want prices to slow down? Bro, inflation's not because I care about the value of the dollar.
0: I care about the value of the houses that you own.
1: Eventually, I, I'm not trying to be in fucking Zimbabwe, bro, to where. So my best friend's dad mm-hmm. went to Zimbabwe for a month on a hunting trip. Mm-hmm. And he was like overnight, the Zimbabwe dollar went to nothing. And they would they would give me everything they had for one American dollar.
0: I mean, I feel like that's and that, like, I mean, that's like hyperinflation. But like the value of a dollar, like look at look at the
1: Russian ruble after everything that happened with Ukraine.
0: Well, that's too deep, bro. I don't I don't know none of that shit. So all I'm saying, for example, for it in, you, it I don't, went don't even to, want to talk about to that. zero.
1: Shit. It went to zero. But what does that mean? That like your currency is stalled and you have no mom to Like you can't do anything. So even your house is like it's so.
0: It holds no weight. There is no value in the currency. But someone can still buy the house, and the house went up in value. So how do with, I? Hide what, in with moment? what though? What do you mean? Somebody qualifies for the shit. Our problem with our inflation—not in, uh, inflation, but like the, all the appreciation that's going on right now with all these houses—it isn't because fucking. It's because everyone's making all this damn money, money in SoCal and shit like that. and They're selling these million-dollar houses and coming down here and paying six hundred thousand dollars for a four hundred and fifty thousand-dollar house because the shit looks like a mansion compared to what they sold but they but they're cash heavy yes and so no. like i don't get like how that hurt how that hurts i like, mean but like
1: this isn't just houses but i'm talking about overall economy i
0: don't give a fuck about everything else Sometimes i don't care about real estate I mean, you gotta start paying more attention I, I really don't give a shit about gas prices i don't give a shit about the price of milk I, I don't care like those like i don't worry about those type of problems like that's the shit that keeps you fucking worrying about that shit.
1: so it's not worried about it but i think it helps you make educated decisions as you move forward
0: On what to invest in.
1: Yeah. I'm like what and what you want to actually do. And so interest rates going up higher
0: makes it easier for you to invest on what? Because right now we invest a lot in real estate. And so it doesn't it helps
1: me analyze what is to come. Like is a recession coming? Like what what is going to happen moving forward? That's why like I pay attention to like financial news. I'm not paying attention to like the news news. Okay. But like I'm paying attention, like, all right, like so what is the outlook? what do i see that is going to happen so i can place my bets in whatever i want
0: okay and so with the interest rates going up higher faster are you predicting I see, that a re- I see a recession coming you see a recession in what terms overall so then what's the whole thing when you talk about and i don't again i don't know a lot about none of this shit, to be honest with you i just kind of just do work um so i guess that's kind of the question like i'm not ahead of the eight ball when it comes to stuff like that so all I know is that there is an inventory problem. Right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so when you talk when
1: the rates go up and then like the mortgage rates are not really so many more people expensive. can
0: qualify for something good because yeah, the houses because, are outpriced at well, that point. Exactly. Now right? your interest rates is a little bit higher, the price is still the same, then it'll eventually fucking flatten out. So I, but like to me, that's not a recession. Like people aren't losing anything. You know what I mean? Like it just means like so we stalled a, out as a market. So and, I like, mean so it gotta start to drop.
1: It's still like it's not going to be like a fucking depression. It's not going to be two thousand eight, but they're like the
0: economy will slow, which is fine. But I don't think that's a, like a. I don't think I don't feel I, like that's a, I, I don't feel like that's a recession. Like you know what I mean? Like right now, people already can't buy houses because there's not enough houses. So now, then, what happens? The interest rates go dumbass high, and so then people can't afford some of these mortgages, which they won't get qualified no more to buy them. Well, fuck, we got the same problem. They and can't then buy our houses. Equity goes away. Because, if you like, buy it at the end.
1: So, like, let's say, like, all the prices drop. Mm-hmm. The one thing that you get with buying, with all this appreciation, all it is mm-hmm. is fucking equity. Yeah. You can't spend your equity. No.
0: So. I mean, you can spend say, it fast, but, I mean. Right. Like, you, you can't, can't fucking, say one day I'll spend it. And then, yeah. But you could spend it. You can spend it, on it eventually. On a house so that finance. you never plan on a house that you pu- probably plan on never selling or something. Like why wouldn't right, you that take the matter. equity out of there, buy more houses or buy more, invest in something? Because that even if- it depends
1: on like what you're trying to accomplish.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. Because even if the equity goes away, like maybe maybe I got a $400,000 house and it appraises for 700 at this point in time, right? Because I bought it a long ass time ago. It probably did. And you use that fucking equity and you just start buying a bunch of other houses. And now you say have $600,000 out, right? You're and, fine. Huh? You're, you're fine, fine because you're not going to sell that house. So the only how it really hurts me. I actually got that HELOC at a really good rate, right? I don't plan on selling this house. So I really don't give a fuck what happens like with that gap. And in it's there. not really, I mean, it's for
1: because so you have investors and then you have like consumers. Mm-hmm. Oh, it hurts consumers 100%. You yeah, know, like, because like you got to, con- if you don't know how to maximize a dollar. Yeah. But I mean, like the consumers are the majority of the economy. Yeah. Not the investors. Mm-hmm. So you got to think about, like, okay, what are the consumers going to do? Like, what when something happens to the consumer and they pull back or they see one thing or another, they're gonna go rent. Yeah, well, that still is the majority of what the
0: people in America are going to do. Which tells me that even though you foresee something like a recession possibly happening, that tells me as an investor that I should probably buy more because people are gonna get priced out and they're or gonna have more dry powder. So you can buy more. Yeah, like, so like a recession comes where I be more liquid for when it does that's hard man that's that's hard because you you predict this stuff and everyone's always like man if i i wish i had more you know i wish i was more liquided during the times when you know 2007 2008 happened it's just like most successful people to be honest with you like i feel like if you had capital at that time like it just i don't want to say it was by luck you know i mean but you maybe had scaled your business and you had a really good business at that point where you just had money you know, what I mean, where it just happened at a good time for you, and you were in a good financial state. But I don't feel like people just like hold on to their money and hope for the one day that shit just goes good for them. Like, I, because I feel like most successful people push, and they don't wait for things to happen. They kind of make things happen, and then when it happens, they're able to kind of change gears and react to that. Yes
1: and no, and it, so it depends on like what game you're trying to play. So I'll use Homozy for an example. He was like, so the bets I place now are only with upside because anything that cuts my, self, uh, my net worth in half mm-hmm. will significantly change my life if I double my net worth, right? So me going to zero as compared to me doubling, mm-hmm. me going to zero changes everything. Me doubling 100%. changes absolutely nothing.
0: Mm-hmm. So then you have investors with that type of mindset. So they do, they will have dry powder. Because they got money. They already got money. They're where they need to be. To be able to take advantage of something in the future they can hang some money in a bank account or you know what i mean they can they can they can let some money sit there in hopes that something happens that comes but for the people that aren't there yet who are still building i don't think they just should just sit on their hands because you know an interest rates. never sit on, on your hands but that's what i'm saying like i feel like it's just it, But you can it depends on where you are i still feel like
1: you can still be prepared but i mean like at the same time you most I tell most entrepreneurs like Michael Zuber is not your guy, because Michael, like Michael already has a toner unit portfolio,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? And so it's like, yeah, I'm I'm stacking up because I know I can double
0: mm-hmm. my 20 unit portfolio oh, for sure. He's oh he's waiting on it. Yeah, you know what I mean. But he's in that position exactly. He's there where he can sit on his hands like I'm good either way. Yeah, exactly. I'm not good either way. <laughs> so I just gotta go and just trust just relationships and just trust the knowledge that I have now to get through whatever's to come. The
1: only thing I could see happening that would, like, really fuck shit up would be, like, deflation.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: To where, let's say, rents collapse.
0: Mm. So now we got a bunch of alligator properties. Yeah. like where, <laughs> And that
1: happened uh, somewhat in 2008 to where mm-hmm. it fucked over a lot of people. And so... That was all with the,
0: adjustable rate mor- mortgages, right? Well, with adjustable rate mortgages for
1: both. For whatever reason, like, there was a deflation, and Michael was talking about it. And I was like, yeah, I mean, if these rent rates go down, then think about all those syndicators who, who are buying based off of rent appreciation. And oh, like for sure. Yeah, and shitty. they pretty much just buy. And mm-hmm. the over the way these syndicators make money, and I learned this the other day, they're fucking fee shops. Like, they really just buy the deal. The syndicators only make money just from their fucking acquisitions fees and shit.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, it's a basic ass, like, barely even a deal if not a deal. Yeah. But as soon as anything changes, then that thing just fucking collapses. Mm-hmm. Because like, let's say rents change or like something stagnates or anything happens, then you're shit out of luck
0: because mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. you're not operating out of like when you're buying at those low caps, like it's not a lot of margin to deal with unless you're buying like Grant Cardone properties to where I do agree with him. Like, hey, bro, this is, this is just an amazing asset. Like, we're, we'll are we be fine. Mm-hmm. Right. If it's an amazing asset, it's an A class, like A area. Yeah, and that's like, what he's buying. Yeah. Like it, all that it, shit. It, it,
0: it, it, it's, it's expensive as fuck. But like you know, the value of what you're getting is good.
1: You know what I mean? Right, and it's like in the location to where both the locations, Was that uh,
0: their prime locations. Yeah. You yeah. don't need to worry about that. But then like
1: when you're buying like fucking bees and you're still buying them on a weird cap, mm-hmm. that
0: makes sense. Anything happens. Yeah. I'm so basic when it comes to like understanding the economic aspect of everything. And that's why I just surround myself with people who kind of, who do know it. And I just follow, follow suit for the most part. Um, but I guess my question really would be like Central Valley. We're super. I mean, we're still affordable compared to anywhere in California. Yeah. Right, and Besides it's and it's and it's one of those small cities that that's aiming to be a metro city, right? And so when we start talking about recessions and we start talking about um, you know price points and all and all this stuff, right? I'm not going to be politically correct with a lot of it, but um, I personally just don't see that changing. I feel like we can only continue to go up even though it feels like it's hella high right now based off of where we were. I mean, bro, I just seen a deal go out fucking in Southeast Fresno or Southwest Fresno for 155 and just two years ago, bro, I was sending them out at 110.
1: Yeah. You that, know what I mean? And that was a 60K spread.
0: And I th- you, you, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like like that was a tight deal getting sold at 110. So, and, and when I looked at the numbers, like, bro, like it wasn't It'd be a good like rental it really didn't need a lot of rehab i so wouldn't,
1: uh, I, I wouldn't be worried as far as central i'm thinking like american
0: economics i'm not thinking about you like, about america i care about where i'm at so i don't <laughs> like you and head. that sounds selfish but that's where my money's invested so i care about my like here
1: I, and i guess i think american economics is weird like we're in a couple different things to where mm-hmm. I like no like hey what's going on here what's going on yeah. there? But as far as the Central Valley, I don't see it being a massive downside. Number one, just because, like, let's say we have all these transitory people coming in, for lack of better words. Like, people coming in from the north, mm-hmm. the south, moving in, that's fine. If the only crux of Fresno, like, like growing more is that it's does not have a solid middle class workforce. It is, I always say, Fresno and the Central Valley is the downside of capitalism. I mean, Amazon building a brand new workshop out the 180 and 1. 100. But, like, we need a lot. Well, you know, like we we need, need a lot of yeah. new Amazons to come
0: in to make I it. I feel like Amazon's the same as the fucking GM. Yeah. Talk about like Detroit and places back east. They got GM and they got, you know, all these other, and those are big cities like Detroit and shit Ch- or Michigan or whatever, wherever it's at. Like Amazon is the equivalent to that. And we have two two distributions. We have one distribution center and we have another one that's being built. There's still like just not 41, a whole lot of 41 acres.
1: Like, I mean it, you can't get a job paying you, let's say, 80 grand a year. It's hard to get a job that pays you 80 grand, 100 grand a year out here. School teachers. How much do school
0: teachers make? Yeah, about around year about year six, seven, mm-hmm. you're on eighty grand.
1: Six, seven, eight. I mean, what I'm, I'm saying means, that's so middle class education,
0: 80. bro. That's that's we we got one of the biggest school districts in California. We're we're the second biggest school district in California compared to LA um, unified. Los Angeles Unified School District is number one, and Fresno Unified School District is number two in California. I so if you talk about a middle, class, middle class, I feel like the teaching profession is middle class. Okay, there's one job, nursing. Two jobs. Well, fuck, bro, that like that's the Central Valley hospitals and schools. No, I feel like we're overpowered by middle class jobs. I feel like there's not nearly enough. Tell me what you think. I like to know what people think because I, I I think if you talk middle class, I think the Central Valley is fucking smashing when it comes mm-hmm. to middle class. I don't think there's a lot of opportunities to be a part of the one percent though.
1: Um, I mean if you're a farmer. And even
0: still being a... bro. You know how well, hard it is to be a farmer in the Central Valley? Hey, with farming, the- we do we do supply a lot of the uh we supply all of it, not to some the, supply, to the US it, yeah. So I mean I guess I mean so if so so if you're telling me to power fucking the Central Valley, I think it's fucking phenomenal. if you it's talk about opportunity here, it's fucking awesome. It's consolidated consolidated okay. you can't
1: tell me it's not consolidated because like in what aspect you gotta the farming like the farming opportunity
0: mm-hmm. it's consolidated to a certain few people yes but there's opportunity I can't tell people how to network like but the opportunities there
1: the difference is at that level if they don't want you to play the game you just don't play the game because you don't know how to because they can just fucking not let you I mean like it's not like hey yeah I'm gonna get into wholesaling no or the fucking wholesaler can outspend you and bury you over nine years no wholesaler no no wholesaler is going to like target you like that when it comes to real money Mm -hmm. and they they, it doesn't matter like they can do it for years i feel like it
0: starts like i always feel like it starts somewhere else and it 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 trickulates into those little spaces what starts I just feel like like any type of like relationship wise, like same thing you can say same thing with real estate. Like, how do you go from like wholesaling to flipping to eventually getting in and developing motel conversions, hotel conversions? Like at that point, it becomes relationships that you've built throughout the years of building other businesses. Yeah, but that we could talk about the Armenians here in Fresno, right? Armenians. I mean, you talk about relationships, right? They 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 run shit. They run shit. But how do they get to that point? Relationships. You go to school in any armenians no i, I grew up in south you went to bullet you went to you went to school with armenians so i mean there's opportunity there that you know someone that knows someone that like the opportunities there is all i'm saying i don't think i don't think you're just completely so, blacklisted but i think if you're intentional with how you grow and in and, and relationships that you build then i don't think that, that it's impossible to break into some of these uh
1: break in exponential growth no like so like let's say emerging markets mm-hmm. Like when you're talking the only way you're gonna become a one percenter is you break into an emerging market and you write it. Mm-hmm. So tech, the reason you become a one percenter is because you create your own emerging market and then you go and you take it
0: from there. Yeah, you're not reinventing the wheel when it comes to ag here in Fresno. Right, or but I mean Valley, yeah. So like
1: you're not reinventing the wheel, creating a new market. The reason people love crypto is because it's a new market mm-hmm. and there's so much upside that hasn't even been created yet, and everybody sees the trajectory. Mm-hmm. When you get into farming, like you're not going to create a insanely new market right you're, no, gonna get you're into not. it and you're gonna be there
0: but but i feel like the risk is lower because it's already established no, far,
1: farming was a lot of risk
0: no 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 i get that but it, when you break into it with the right people i feel like it's different because essentially it's like a mentor
1: yes and so here's here's what i'll say farming is a lot of risk uh we went and we were looking at that we went and pheasant hunted up at this place in nebraska and we paid the dudes to go out there and they have several thousand acres that got demolished by a snowstorm for mm-hmm. two years in a row O's,
0: mm-hmm. two years
1: in a row like got how many acres like thousands of what of different farming crops
0: oh they made money off probably the last 10 years
1: but i'm like that's what farming is so yeah, you know oh, what i'm saying sure so, like yeah, when i, I say it. it's risky like it's you and god
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, hundred percent. It's like you, and and it's the craziest <laughs> thing. <laughs> you got like, treat people right, my nigga. Like, <laughs> like,
1: to where like I didn't even think about it, and then like, <coughs> um, my best friend's dad was like explaining the situation. Like, this is what happened, and he was like, "Yeah, so it's been like two years since like they've even like made a penny, and they've had to sell cows."
0: So, would you say, even in in farming, there's ways to mitigate that risk, right? You because you can make a shit ton of money, right? Now, what do you do with that money? Are you going out and and flexing on everybody, or are you going out and you diversifying a little bit for when God does decide to fuck you off?
1: I mean, most experienced farmers do that, but I mean most experienced investors do having three years of reserves is pretty fucking wild. You know what I'm saying? Like having like two years of reserves
0: for the amount of money that they make in farming? You're still not operating on massive margins. I mean, like, so
1: let's say we're gonna have one really, really big year. You're not gonna break
0: even. But you're mitigate. You're at least decreasing the risk. Maybe you don't lose ten million that year. You lose two. You know what I mean? Because you did you did a good job at mitigating risk, putting your money into probably real estate, right? And being able to do stuff like that. Like I just feel like at some point in each avenue, everyone needs somebody. And so when you get good at what you do, you become that somebody for someone in another avenue. So like me doing wholesaling and then my partner's doing flipping, like there's no way in hell I would have started with the flip that we started with. Yeah. But the the risk was mitigated because my partners are fucking awesome. Right. And so now I'm able to kind of break into a whole nother space that grows me, but allows the the other person to grow also. And so I I see it as the same thing when it comes like, I'm not looking to make a hundred million. Like bro, just let me make one for now. So I'm really not even really a threat. And hopefully I can help you scale yourself somewhere a whole lot bigger to where you're not tripping off me making 10, 20.
1: If they're your friends.
0: If they're your friends or the relationship is good.
1: Yeah, if the relationship's good. I
0: think you just got to be a good person. It all stems, at the end of the day, comes down to shit like that. Treat people good, man. And I, and I think people don't people don't hate on your growth when you're genuinely a good person.
1: I And the older people never hate on your growth if you are. Respectful. Say, And asking questions like one thing like i mean i'm don't waste time you don't waste time and then again this comes like with the pick your brain thing whenever Mm -hmm. i talk to someone i'm asking very very yeah like niche questions that i know only they can answer because of like and i let's say i do my research on the person Mm -hmm. like like i know this person's background i know what they do and i want to know four things yeah and then like they see that you care like you've done your research they know and then like oh yeah like so like you are a smart dude Mm mm-hmm you are hustling, All right? Yeah. You do
0: care. You do care about what you ask me. Like, or you're actually gonna put, you actually going to put? You're going to take action, because every question that you ask me is something that an action taker would ask. Someone is just kind of just doing their research. The imaginary problem, bro. The imaginary <laughs> problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what happens if? What happens I Don't talk if- to me about what it, what happens or what ifs. Don't talk to me about those things.
1: Just like so, the contract. Everybody wants a contract,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I was like, "Do not ask me for a contract." until you get in a situation where you're about to send one to a seller and then call me <laughs> so twice. You need it. yeah and then call me twice i got you
0: yeah, yeah
1: <laughs> but until that point in time bro like it's just mm-hmm. you're creating mental obstacles for yourself
0: i think henry washington said it itself uh when he talked about uh going into small banks and and building those relationships with small banks like bro don't go into a small bank and be like hey i'm getting into real estate Plan on buying some properties. What can you do for me? Like, don't be don't be that person. Like, go in there with the contract and be like, look, I gotta close this deal in fourteen days. (laughs) How how can you help me? How can you help? Because you got something that's that's tangible at that point. Like, they see a purchase price, they see your credit, and you know what I mean. And so, and they see the value at the end of the day of this property. So they're gonna be able to actually give you real information that's gonna help you move forward compared to you coming in saying, how could you help me? And you don't even have a deal for them yet.
1: One thing the dude did say like it doesn't work with California banks. Henry's like, Yeah, it's gonna be a tough time. I thought that was interesting.
0: Um, but we have people who do use um who do use small banks, but at the um, level that he does, oh, no, no, oh, bro. The hundred <laughs> percent the hundred percent shit is fucking wild to be honest with you. When he said at that four percent he dropped hey, he dropped some fucking value in that damn meetup. I feel like unless you were at a certain point, you probably don't understand like how big it was. But to have a hundred percent and eighty-five percent, like I'm like, man.
1: To get a hundred percent. At four percent interest, like bro, that's wild. Bro, they love you. They love. They love you. you.
0: He, he he probably need to put a ring on his finger to let them know. Like like bro, I'm taken by by this bank. Like <laughs> can you be? What can I do for you, Henry? Can you beat four percent? Oh yeah, we can beat four percent at a hundred percent though. Nah, that. <laughs> that is um, and like bro,
1: he gives that information for away for forty dollars. Yeah. That's how much his courses are forty dollars.
0: Yeah, yeah, I seen it. it was it was awesome, dude. It was it was awesome. And let's not talk about how great his uh, social media content is, but that should be having me dying every day. <laughs> see the one dude walking down the steps with the fur coat on and shit. I didn't see that one. <laughs> it was hilarious. It was like pretty much uh, um, walking out of the uh, walking out of the title company or um, from the closing table, and it was like with like seventy thousand dollars. Uh, when you use other people's money. So basically it was a bird property that he went and used someone else's money, bought a house, refinanced it, paid his lender off and fucking walked away with $70,000. So it was just like, you know, you feel like, you know, you just shit. You know what I mean? I didn't spend no money and I made 70 and I I bought a house. Yeah. And so it's the dude walking down the the courtroom steps with like a fur coat on, but like a jury curl on. (laughs) It's like how I feel walking out of the title company when I made $70,000 using someone else's money.
1: Real estate is the only business you can... Do that in that time frame. Mm-hmm. Cause like you can go one thing I've been learning a lot about lately is like raising capital for your actual business. Just a real thing. Like, like raising like real cash. But then like, okay, like what's your time turnover? Like all, all this other thing. Cause most people do things with other people's money. But then like a Burr project, I would say, like, let's just, let's say 18 months max. That's fucking long. But still to use someone's money and make seven thousand dollars in mm-hmm. 18 months max is still pretty crazy. If I mean the I'd say the number one thing is deal
0: flow. Yeah. No. So I would say that's the number one thing I took away from it. Like it like and that and he did a good job at explaining that though. Um that he's able to do that because he consistently gets deals. Yeah. He's consistently marketing. He's consistently um, locking things up. So the deal flow is there. And so then from that point, that's where the relationships with small banks take place. That's where raising private money takes well, and place. And you're keeping the money working. You're keeping the money working. Because one thing that I can not tell you that I focused on before was I was like, okay, I'm going to start raising some private money. But then I'm like, okay, you raise this private money. And it's like, well, where the fuck are you going to spend this money at? So like, I feel like early on, you, you, you'll tend to try to move faster than what you should be because you you do you see a lot of good examples of where it gets you but it all starts with deal flow
1: but you always so shout out pace man i feel like we shout out everyone else but ourselves he <laughs> just posted this on his instagram the other day he's like raise private money before you need it Hold
0: thank on. well thank me later well, we learn from it <laughs> well, we learn from everybody though like 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 we shout people out that that's been like that that that's helped us in our growth so I get that this is a podcast that we give to our fans. And yes, maybe it's a brand thing that you're supposed to, that we do or that you want to ultimately do. But we'd be lying if we sat here and act like we figured all this shit out ourselves. Right. You know what I mean? So my thought is we shout people out on our podcast because they they've brought us tremendous value. Legitimate value. You know what I mean? And so people have to watch this to find out who brought us value. And in return, bro, it's it's. There's just levels to it, bro. Go watch the same shit that, that we watched. Anybody that asked me about wholesaling, I tell them, bro, go watch what Max Maxwell shit. Do Max Maxwell need any more people subscribing to uh, any of his more sh- his shit? No. no, but he was a tremendous value to me. And I tell you, don't go watch his new shit. Go back on YouTube and filter that shit to some of his first videos and watch number one through fucking whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because Max Maxwell's early content with him still going on appointments was fucking phenomenal.
1: He bolded like you think, but he bold as fuck for bringing a fucking camera guy on appointments. Yeah, he bold as fuck for that.
0: Yeah, tell him too. That's my camera guy. You might no, you
1: good. I mean, you. Bold, I feel like we, if we did that here, I feel like people just aren't that lax.
0: Uh
1: like if I if I brought Jake with me,
0: I think I could take Jake with me.
1: To like you know, I mean, you know the seller. Like now we'd know the seller we want to do yeah. it. You take it with a fucking cowboy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, with the camera, like I oh, use. She's trying to document everything let people know that this is uh you know it's a real thing that we actually help real people the service that we provide is a real service it's a genuine service and we want more people to know about it
1: one thing i mean the cops pressed jake when we were down in bakersfield
0: Fuck about the cops i press cops
1: Bro, those motherfuckers <laughs> who the fuck are you
0: who the fuck are you
1: what's up with this camera like hey that's my camera guy uh oh, oh, oh. You know I, mean? I guess so. Like the code enforcement dude tripped out. Yeah. And then after he tripped out, then the cops tripped out. i uh-huh. like, sorry, man, we've got people following us all day.
0: Does oh, you, you- thinking it's the news? <laughs> 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 yeah, I get Jake like a press badge, bro. Like give him a little, little press badge. I, his I got some
1: good news on that Bakersfield house. We should be able to make some money.
0: You'll sell
1: it? Um, we'll fire sell it. We should get it like a, a decent amount. Shout out um, Henry, our okay. fire restoration specialist.
0: Okay. Re- okay. Here, so here's a
1: tip for you. This is a tip that Jason gave me when we were at dinner with um Henry, because I told him about our whole shit. He's like, "Bro, get a private adjuster, like for
0: this shit." Henry Resendez. And I
1: was like, bro, he was like, "Use Henry." I was like, oh, yeah,
0: fuck it, like "Yeah, I got fucking Henry."
1: I talked to that motherfucker on IG so was like, every day. He, he was
0: like, he're a fire." I'm like, "Henry, Henry, <laughs> right?" <laughs> and I talked to this. guy. you guys got a fire issue, bro, call Henry Resendez. Uh, what's his it's IG? Fucking, what's his, what his IG? Yeah, let me pull it up. It it does us no justice to sit here and shout my man out and not have his third something construction. Let me see. This is important here. We got Henry. We got third power construction fire and smoke damage smoke claims specialist. His Instagram is Henry Resendez three. So at Henry Resendez, R-E-S-E-N D-E-Z Three, hit up my man. If you guys got any type of fire damage, um, you need any type of um claims, any any type of thing that regards smoke and fire, hit up my man. So, here's what
1: he did. For, so uh, we're at dinner. Yeah, and that this is what this is why networking so important and like telling people. Number one, really about your fuck ups. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> everybody else fucks up too. Someone's and then been they, there. Yeah, someone's been there. Because like, yeah, bro. Here's what happened. Blah blah blah. And Jason's like, oh bro, you need to get a private adjuster. I was like, why is that? He's like, because they'll combat the fucking insurance company.
0: Insurance. Whose it's, job is to save themselves money, yeah. Right? Not not make you more. Like. And so he's
1: like, no, bro, like they'll fucking press the insurance company because like Jason was like, dude, they told me I didn't have to replace the shower. like the whole fucking house is burnt down. What yeah. do you mean I don't need yeah. to replace the shower?
0: I'll just wipe them down.
1: Right? Like, yeah, right, bro. like, wipe it down. Yeah. You'll be fine. And so he's like, no. And so Henry came in,
0: pressed back on all their shit. And Jason ended up um with facts, though. With facts. You know what I mean? This ain't just oh no, yeah they wrong. Like no, he comes in, bro. Yeah. He does a detailed job on.
1: Or well, with on, everything he, he does.
0: understands the laws of that stuff, you know and right? he's like,
1: and he's a contractor, yep. so he
0: gets it. He gets it.
1: And so Jason ended up walking around with sixty, mm-hmm. like sixty more than the insurance company was going to give him because of Henry.
0: Mm-hmm. And so he did
1: the same thing. Henry got us. Um, the adjuster told us anywhere between one thirty and one seventy, and just rehab cost.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then we'll probably fire or sell the house for like sixty.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And this is a house we bought underwater. Mm-hmm. And so we will hopefully walk away with like 10 to 20 each. Wow. So when you are
0: and the insurance pays Henry.
1: Yeah, and the insurance will the pay. Insurance
0: him. pays Henry. So that's not, it's not it, it, it it cost you nothing. It was the best to call him in done. to make you more money. Like it is almost like like, why wouldn't you? Yeah,
1: why well, I mean it was, but I mean again, that's a really that was a really good learning experience, I guess, in real estate. I and mean, I haven't talked about that one. But like that—that that was a really good like experience. Like, okay, so like now we're here, and me, Dean, me, Dean, Jason, and Henry, i went to dinner after the uh, meet up. Meet up here, yeah. And the amount of just like it was a million dollar table, dude. Now
0: that well, just just in that incident made you twenty grand.
1: Yeah, just in that incident yeah. made me twenty grand. And we were talking about like different types of um, so like so number one again, half of the conversations about social media.
0: How fucking awesome it is.
1: Well, how awesome it is and how like lacking we are on it just because of the amount of opportunities that's there yes 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 and henry was like bro so my wife was like so he's like i had to go in my room and make like six TikToks, and i posted one and my wife's like working hard because like like, this is the thing that makes us the most money
0: this is working hard, and you people so okay that is a real thing because for a long time i feel like people would be like especially in relationships they're like bro were you always on your phone you always like because at the time, your phone wasn't really making you no know, money. We was just on there consuming and fucking yeah. just watching content. You know what I mean? But like now, you know, a lot of people see the value in, in being a creator, which probably got you on your phone a whole lot more, but you're not consuming. And I think that's the difference, even though it is fun. It can get fun making content and you do consume a little bit to see what some of the trends are. Yeah, need no trend. You know what I mean? So you do consume a little bit, but it's not a consuming as in pleasure. Like, this is like fucking reading a book to go take take the test that you gotta take. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm watching social media to learn something that I can repurpose and give to my audience or give to you know people who who, who do follow me. So um social media is a big thing, man, and, and it's huge. If you haven't understood the value in building a brand, um, and I'm still learning this, you know what I mean? So um, yeah, man, get, off, get off your folks, get off your folks for using social media because that that's ultimately what's going Get y'all to better places
1: the leverage of it. So yeah. nobody really understands the leverage So you're telling me I can access like something, right? Like I can access over a thousand people a day So our Instagram account was in front of 200 like 40,000 people in the last 30 days hmm You know like how much money you got to pay those motherfuckers to get in front of that many people on PPC on, on PPC you know on, on like on all these things but instead i just have videos that people consume mm-hmm. the amount of leverage that that creates for me yeah,
0: i can't just be walking around taking videos of dogs and shit no more like you know what i mean like you got to be pretty, you got to be intentful for what you put on your shit but yes also still no. try to be Personable. a personal yeah, person personal. you know what i mean so i still make sure like i, I do stuff with my kids um, or i post you know anniversary stuff for my wife and because we are real people and i think that that is the The thing that you have to be cognizant of when you're building a brand is that you have to understand that people also want to follow people yeah they want to see that they can actually not touch you but they want to see that you have some of the same struggles that they have and not just someone trying to push a brand or someone that's just trying to teach me how to do shit all the time like show me your struggles show me that you do have a family so when i go live i don't go live often but when i go live like i make sure like the kids is around when i go live so then my baby actually pulling on my pants, asking me to make her a bottle or whatever it may be, because this is real life shit. So um, I try to be very intentful with that stuff um, with when it comes to distractions and the noises and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I just lost my camera. Oh, stories. So stories is where I make it more personable. Yeah. Stories is where yeah. I make it more personable. It's The posts are so easy to put on autopilot. Mm-hmm. Towards not as personable, unless like you listen to the podcast and you've probably heard all of my thoughts and everything else with how much content we put out. Mm-hmm. But the stories is where I can like do family shit, goofball shit. I post some head ass stuff all the time, just
0: so yeah. it's um, because I don't want to be a stiff. No, no, you know what I'm saying. So I like, like social media. You know what I mean? Like I, I want to use it for my personal personal stuff too. Like out shit. And like and I still have like family
1: members who follow me. I'm sure they're wondering like what's going on with that. Like what's going on with your son?
0: What's mm-hmm. so all this? Mm-hmm. But so. do
1: not. Underestimate it, bro. If you are an agent, and you're not a part of real brokerage and throwing down <clears throat>
0: on social media.
1: panado just made let's say Panada just made a thirty million dollar move last week.
0: Bro, at least. I might go get my license <laughs> just to be a part of that fucking that that shit. Like in it, it, the access to it, you can still pay for it and stuff like that. But real, real is starting to get some shit over there where it's like. Bro, if all you got to do is go get a real estate license to get the amount of value and education that you can get for free, uh, bro, people are like, hey, I want to get in real estate. I'm like, bro, go get your real estate license.
1: But but your downline, <laughs> huh? your downline is what I'm talking about. So Pineda, when I say Pineda made a $30 million move, mm-hmm. so he announced that he switched over to real brokerage. Yes, He had his own brokerage with 170 people in, internally. Mm-hmm. So now-
0: But he, that's, that's locally. That's locally. Real that lets him go nationwide.
1: Nationwide with like- Without a
0: brokerage and without all of the, um, without all the overhead, without all the training and the the legal, um, without the legal, I don't want to say restraints, but you take on a lot of risk or a lot of um, responsibility when owning that brokerage. You you know what I mean? So it he essentially gets to do the same thing, without actually he can still have a team. He just doesn't have to have the brokerage. And like the team now the team bro it's now the team can be nationwide but you, you can have like a cult like following like page morby does. can just well fucking laura can go to go to real and all the fucking sub two folks <laughs> who are in you know real estate or got their license like well that becomes a part of his nationwide team
1: yeah bro the scalability of that and the amount of money like when I say it's at least a 30 million dollar move for Pineda, mm-hmm. like over time, it's gonna make him way more than that. Like a it was power a, it was move, a power move 100%.
0: Power move 100%. Same thing, like with you know, Jason moving to real and Strive, Darren and Cam moving to real. Um, and I think Darren and Cam, when they went, everyone's kind of like, Fuck is this real? Like, you know, what I mean, yeah. like, but I've always been programmed whenever they do something, like, it's there's like some, some behind it that I just ain't, I didn't know because when they moved, I was kind of like. I ain't never heard of this place.
1: Well, the top three residential people moved over to real. Yeah, like they Zuber's left. Zuber's there too, right? Yeah, Zuber. Um, what's her name? Majors, and then what? Then the third one, all moved over.
0: Mm-hmm. There's a reason for that.
1: Yeah, like the, I mean, they left Keller Williams, which is like yeah, the bro. best bet of yeah. our city, and they're like nah, bro.
0: <laughs> and and I think that's what made it powerful is that they left Keller Williams, and so it was like people don't just leave Keller Williams like you know what I mean like they do but like the caliber of teams that was leaving was like yeah just there's some shit here you know what I mean and then as time started going I think after like Darren and Cam had went there I think probably like two weeks later they went li- uh they went live where they became um they went public oh. real and I was like, oh, power move <laughs> before they even went public. You know what I mean? So
1: and um, so Grant Cardone did the same thing with EXP.
0: And I mean again, power move. Mm-hmm.
1: He did he did the same thing with EXP back when EXP was smaller. Like as it was like on the way up, he's mm-hmm. like, I'm with EXP. I guess that motherfucker's got his real estate license. I don't know. Like they hey, pre-
0: sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do to be a part of some good shit. All right. That's why I said I might get my license just to be, you know, you get started getting ownership and uh uh and i think that was the biggest play the, the big play obviously their stock a lot of options were pretty solid huh there's their stock, stock options. options the ability to create as as realtors you don't you don't have a retirement unless you build it And when, let's be real a lot of in a lot of real estate investors weren't in a lot of real estate agents were not investors none of which them. blew your mind yeah right and so that's what opened it up for a lot of investors to go get their license because there's a huge niche there we need to teach these people who do real estate transactions for a living how to do them for themselves and create some type of wealth instead of helping everybody else create wealth. Well, and not but, have to work till you. I and guess. not have to work to you like them in in, in, a, in a job or a profession that doesn't give you a retirement at all. I mean, you're you're just a glorified. I mean, you're just a high level salesman. Yeah, or you're not, high paid salesman. You know what I mean? And so. By them being able to do that, I lost my goddamn train of thought. <laughs> By them being able to do that, um, that's where real kind of helped out because now you're able to get uh, um, stocks in that in that um, brokerage, yeah. which will help it, which will work essentially as a retirement
1: on top of your debt. Da- so what I like it for is your downline. -hmm. So it's an MLM because like now like I think it goes down five levels. Mm -hmm. I may be wrong, but so like so if this person brings on that person, that person brings on that person, that person brings on that person. So it's probably only three.
0: Oh, so that's bigger than your team.
1: Yeah. So like you can have a
0: big ass team and fucking kill it, but if you got three extensions to your team, yeah,
1: like you are. When I say that's like a real like money play, dude, and then you get you get cuts from all of their transactions.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now that's what really really starts to be like. Oh my god, that's the powerful
0: shit. Wow. Okay. Um. Well, shit. Where are we at on time wise? We got four minutes. What was mm-hmm. the last four minutes? To
1: going? Oh, I got some shit. I, I'm making a reel about that Kim Kardashian
0: phrase that people aren't gonna hey, get up and get up and go work. Yeah, I mean, I I'll- hey, red, hey, that's the start of it all. How you gonna hate on it? Bro, all right. I'll say it right
1: now. I'll say it right now. All y'all out there getting your backs blown out for free <laughs> <clears throat> Kim K like no matter what you say, I don't see anyone else who's parlayed what they've done it's Into billions. Yeah,
0: you can say I'll get your family though
1: for, the, for family. the family Like so you can say all these things like even with Trump bro. No one has parlayed what Trump has parlayed. into yeah. what He has yeah, you can talk all this shit. Oh, he inherited some money
0: you no. know anybody can I'm not gonna say anybody can inherit money, but like anybody can inherit money and not do shit with it. Not do shit with it. And so like you say, oh yeah, well, Kim Kardashian got she was born rich and then she got famous off a of sex tape.
1: Bro, plenty of people make sex tapes, and nobody and nobody gets rich. Nobody
0: get rich off nobody tapes. <laughs> and nobody gets rich. But for her to So what made her rich tape. though? Like, you know what I mean? Like what like what made it what made so she get the sex tape. Hey, I mean, yes, it's with Ray J. So, I mean, you got, well, I mean, she really wasn't nobody really at the or time. She wasn't like that, anybody at the time. But Ray J was. But but let's be real. Always punch up. We, but we got a lot of basketball players. We got, let's use my man over there in, uh, that was in Cleveland, which this Tristan, whatever, that just had this baby with this one girl. And now you got a pair like $65,000 a month or something like that. Um, some so, like, girls get knocked up by, like, rich niggas all the time, Right. But the glowing like that. No. I mean, bro. But you... Kim, she didn't get knocked up, but she made a sex tape with a rich nigga. And what has that become? And that, and that blew up. Like, what does she, she, she what does did she do different? Because think about it. The, the girls that's that's, that's that's be sleeping with some of these pro athletes, and then they get this child support for this next 18 years, like that's low key small play. Because Kim didn't even have a baby by him and, blew, and... and made more <laughs> and made more off of it.
1: I mean, what is she, I think like is the she on skims?
0: Yeah.
1: I'm pretty I'm pretty sure Skims is worth a billion. And
0: I think she got a percentage of, of Yeezy. Right.
1: So she has a percentage of Yeezy, mm-hmm. Skims. She I mean, even people talk, shit about being stupid. Like, bro, she talked to the president about prison reform. Yeah. She talked to Donald Trump about prison and reform. She
0: got actually people released yeah, from prison. From prison.
1: prison. With, with that. Yeah. So I mean, okay, that's another parlay. So like all you guys are saying. She had a good, oh,
0: team.
1: She, she had a good team. You guys are saying, Oh, well, she was born rich. Oh. oh, you got rich off of sex tape. Like, all right, let me see your OnlyFans. Like, like, what are you doing mm-hmm. to parlay? Like, what you're doing to turn into Kim?
0: And her sex tape wasn't even that, that like, that awesome. So right. it wasn't even like she like, <laughs> like it wasn't. But... You know what I mean? It was. not <laughs> <laughs> even like she was on there and just like, oh, that's the, she the best average you to go. You know what I mean? Right. It was. Like, <laughs> she she just turned the best profit off of it. Her marketing, but, her marketing, and the spin off of it. But she and dang. building
1: her fucking brand. So I don't want to hear any of y'all yeah, saying, yeah, "Oh Kim, like you're just get up and work. You inherited all this money." Man, I don't. You having sex with your husband for free every day?
0: Yeah. That broke ass <laughs> dude
1: down the street every day. That bum ass dude you've been talking oh, to for four man. years every day.
0: Hey, you better, hey, you better watch out. You gonna set a lot of people up. There's gonna be a bunch of sex tapes out there with people that shouldn't be sex tapes. But you're just people, trying to blow up. You, you, hey, no, you better have people out there getting divorced, bro. <laughs> People getting trapped in the sex tape. People out there doing things they ain't supposed to be doing.
1: It's bro. It's irritating though, because everybody's like trying to attack her. i guess like, yeah, I mean, I have no reason to attack, her, but like you, I is don't that what f- that meme is? Huh?
0: Is that what that meme is for? Like, is, they get up and, and go work. So everybody's coming
1: after her for it.
0: Oh, I thought it was more like. I- when I seen that, I'm like, get up and work. I'm like, yeah, she got up and work, made that sex tape, bro. she's set for life, like, bro. And I'm she think, fucking I'm thinking, worked. I'm thinking they just motivating people to like go find your niche, man. <laughs> no, bro.
1: Like, I've seen several different people like post like, oh, how could she say this? Blah blah blah. Get up and work with like their eyes rolling and shit. Like, what? What do you mean? Like, what do you? I mean, so like the she actually legitimately laid out a path for you. Mm-hmm. All these other fucking people with pictures, pictures of their feet on OnlyFans laid out a path for you. Like you bitching that they make money, but you don't.
0: They say it all the time. Everybody can. Pl- everybody. Here's the thing. There's a there's there's a roadmap to success. There's people that have done it, and all you have to do is do the exact same thing. Jason said it perfectly. Like it, Henry, I think he said it too. Yeah, I didn't try to put my own spin to it. Oh, I don't like this line in the script. I'm gonna switch out this line. I don't like the way that they anchored, so I'm just going to go a little bit higher because it's uncomfortable the way they anchored it so low. Well, motherfuckers, it's a winning formula. And uh, And you're not winning right now. So stop trying to put your fucking twist on a winning formula when you ain't even got one.
1: And I mean, if you disagree with it morally, that's up to you, but that still doesn't mean you can hate on it.
0: No. It still doesn't. Because I mean, it worked. And it got that person to where you want to be. Right. So why wouldn't you do what they did? To get to where you want to be,
1: and now you're mad because your baby daddy broke. Shit's <laughs> wild.
0: Hey man, get your ass up and go work.
1: Get get your ass up and go to work. Jeez. Man, charge some people some goddamn money. Jesus Christ,
0: I think that's it, man.
1: Bro, that's it. I mean, that's get your ass up and go work. That's <laughs> me. On my, what is it? That's me on my soapbox telling people to get up and go work. That was a fun. Quit way hatin'.
0: That was a good, way, fun way to end this one.
1: All right, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Wait, you got anything else? Don't forget to share. Don't forget to like. We have a meetup tonight at four. Well, we have a meet up this afternoon in like three hours at four. Mm-hmm. Um, ooh, I got my first speaking engagement. There uh, so you go. Out and at an event in Utah on March twenty eighth. Hit okay. me up if you're interested. For sure. We got the winning mastermind out. Mm-hmm. Send me a DM saying win. If you're interested in joining the winning mastermind you're ready to take your real estate business and all of your other businesses in life to the next level, let's mm-hmm. do it. We got a 16-year-old making $30,000, oh well, sorry, 17-year-old made $30,000 off his first deal. That's
0: awesome. Uh me it's pretty simple, man. It's the same thing every time. Um if you're looking to take your wholesaling business or just your business in general, your real estate business to the next level, uh you need to pull lists, make uh run comps, looking looking at comparables, skip tracing, all that good stuff, man. You get all that stuff through uh, PropStream. They got a seven-day free trial. Um, Just go to mainlinecomps.com. Again, that's mainlinecomps.com. Again, I get you that seven-day free trial. And that is about it, man. If you guys got any deals out there, feel free to shoot them our way. Uh, We'd love to be able to take a look at it, be able to help you analyze them um, if need be. In,
1: uh, put your questions in the Facebook group. Yeah, that's yeah. Put your questions in the fucking Facebook group. Yeah, that's
0: Facebook yeah. group. Let them know the Facebook free group. free agent is just free agent I REI, it's free right? Agent R. Yeah. R.
1: Yeah. Free agent REI, free agent REI. I mean, because that's where um, I think you should do it. Number one, so other people can see like what's going on, like because mm-hmm. then the group and the collective can learn from like whatever is going on when we answer. That's yeah. why I love
0: Facebook groups. That's true. Because
1: then you can go back, like even in like some of these, you can go back really, really far.
0: Oh, you search it. So yeah, if you and like it's like a Google,
1: do. it's like Google of like wholesaling whatever. Like someone, there are some stupid questions. Excuse me, but that's but, the place to ask them though. But that's the place to that's ask them. The place them. to ask them. Because, and do yeah. not let those old fucks fucking get on you. Like the people who like shit on people for asking stupid questions. Well, here's
0: the here's the thing, and I, and I, and I am gonna set that clear. I don't know if some of y'all might forget, forgot that I was a teacher at some point, and each classroom got their their set of rules, and it's the same thing with our Facebook group. Um, our Facebook group is a safe environment. So I don't care if you're a novice investor, you're a veteran investor. Someone puts a question in our Facebook group; it's all treated the same because I want, ultimately, I want everyone to feel um, safe to ask a stupid question and learn and learn from it. And if you're not someone that can tolerate a quote-unquote dumb question, then I highly recommend you don't don't join our group. No, you, you just got to get out because, because the disrespect won't be tolerated. I mean, it's a zero tolerance. So if I see it, I'll delete you and I'll remove you Um, because I need everyone to feel safe in order to be able to ask questions in that group.
1: I mean, and you don't realize how much you don't how much, you know, I'll say that like we don't realize how much we know until you hear some of the questions. Oh, fuck.
0: I'm looking to learn from people, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like we don't know enough to like disregard any everything. No. You know what I mean? Like I'm looking to learn too. So if you're a person honestly who thinks that you got the shit figured out, like we don't want you in our group anyway. You know what I mean? Like just good luck. <laughs> you know what I mean if you think you know it all, like don't come to our group cuz our group is going to be all about growth and 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 pulling people up with us. So if you're not on that wavelength and to be honest with you, you won't last long in that group anyway, so just don't even join it.
1: And you can catch his hands. <laughs> you can catch, me and mike coming
0: that's right now you
1: can catch us. so that'll
0: be it man but yeah join the facebook group if you're looking to grow man we, we, we i'm excited to be able to help a lot of people in that group
1: all right thank you guys so much for tuning in
0: see you guys next week thank you for tuning in to the free agent real estate investing podcast don't forget to give us a five-star review If you would like to stay in touch with Stratton and myself, follow us on Instagram and please be sure to subscribe to our Free Agent REI Podcast YouTube channel and give us a thumbs up.